0: These are the funniest people I know These are the funniest people I know Said improv in and color some sketches
1: characters and interviews and then some more sketches now these are the funniest people you know Now these are the funniest people you know Now these are the funniest these are the funniest these are the funniest these are the funniest, these are the funniest people
2: I know Hello world welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Colores, and here with me today are my favorite funny people, Alexandria Sweat.
0: Hey, George. Hey, Abigail.
2: And Abigail Williams.
1: She gave it away.
2: Yeah, it's Here I am.
1: Surprise. (laughs) How's it going, everybody?
2: It's good to see you. Each week, we start the episode with a round of what's making you laugh. We're going to share a story, and then we're going to pick one to dive into. Alex, what's making you laugh this week?
0: Detoxing.
2: Hmm. Okay. What's making me laugh this week is roller coasters are fun to ride.
0: Oh, (laughs) oh, (laughs) oh, They are.
2: Thank you. Abigail, what's making you laugh this week?
1: This week, I'm laughing at a python and some genitals.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What? I know my vote.
1: (laughs) I do think that my story is funny, but I'm having a memory of last week. Is this a throwback? Your funny thing to last week's conversation, facts versus opinions. Or-
2: it might be a throwback to last week. Yes.
1: OK, well, I want to know more about that. So I'm voting there.
0: I'll vote with Abigail. Go for it, George.
2: OK, I really wanted to hear that story. You're going to, have to tell me after the show, Abigail. Fair enough. In last week's episode, I made an error And I also said something that's apparently very controversial. And seriously, the abuse I've received. (laughs) (laughs) From who? From our listeners. I've had some people turn on me, guys.
1: Wow. wow. I like that, turning on you in my direction, I hope.
2: (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I am the favorite (laughs) funny person. I'm literally
1: just trying to gain ground here.
2: During my pop culture blind spot of Fast and the Furious... I twice called it a 20-year movie instead of a 20-year-old movie. I agree. That's a weird thing to say. I. Why does it matter? Apparently, it's annoying to people. Maybe. I
1: usually am not in your corner. Usually, I'm trying to get you wherever I can. <laughs> but in this one instance, what? So... <laughs>
2: Apparently it was annoying. I heard quite a number of people reached out and were like, you said this wrong. So I, I, You have some really
1: particular friends. Yeah. Yeah. You razzed on everything.
2: But the second has become a scandal. Alexandria is hosting the game called Factor Opinion. And Alex, you'll remember one of your questions was roller coasters are fun. Right. And I said it's a fact. And because Abigail it said it's an opinion. And
0: I
1: was correct, and we agreed on that.
2: <laughs> My argument was that by nature they are fun. They would not exist if they were not fun. And it was ruled that it was an opinion, and we moved on with our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. But some people didn't think that that was enough, <laughs> and felt like I very much so needed to know that you were wrong. I was wrong. <laughs>
0: I like this person. I need this person in my life.
2: Now, some brave souls have come out in support of my side, but I got a lot of folks calling me out. So I'm stubborn AF. You push at me, I'm gonna dig in, I'm pushing right back. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. So I have a platform here, and I'm gonna say it again. Roller coasters are fun to ride. It's a true statement. I understand that some people disagree, and that is their opinion.
1: (laughs) He's throwing some real shade. This is the ultimate last word. I'm going to go on my public (laughs) podcast and say, you are wrong. Final answer.
2: I love it. And I understand everyone's argument that it's an experience and experiences are subjective and that makes it an opinion. I
1: remember actually saying, George, that I was moved by your argument, even though I did disagree. I was willing to think about philosophically how you could be correct because they were built with the intention of being fun, though. I understand not everybody experiences that, which is why it is an opinion. But
0: there's a foundation of truth that. It was
1: made to be fun.
0: George's argument proved that it could very easily teeter into fact land. By calling out what the experience is for, which is fun, that is the fact. So by default, that would mean that roller coasters have to be fun. That's like saying medicine heals, right? Exactly. Yeah,
1: but not all medicine does. But I think Bye. there is a little bit of a difference here because you can actually go in and biologically see how medicine changes things, whereas people's <gasps> enjoyment level is not something that can I'm actually i sure be you measured. can map
2: that on one of those fancy brain no. charts with all the yeah, colors. No, we have so that,
1: much that stuff we don't level. understand about mapping the brain. That's outrageous and a ridiculous assertion. And even though I went <laughs> with you a little Abigail, bit, Abigail. we're still definitely <laughs> no, not in no, agreement. And whoever was messaging clinically you is this.
0: in my corner and we (laughs) understand one another and we are correct. Abigail, I'm bringing you to the Brainwave team. I've watched way too many documentaries. Thank you. To let you sit here and say that we don't know what the brain can show us. If you
1: think that I also don't watch brain mapping scans, then you got another thing coming. But we still can't <laughs> measure enjoyment in the same way that we can measure medicine and the implications, biologically speaking, not talking okay, about medication also for do mental a health.
2: survey and ask people on they got off a roller coaster did you have fun
1: survey 101 will tell you that self-reported stuff is usually wrong statistically because people often like to give an answer that they expect you to want from them that's okay well then
2: that's the the only thing i
1: remember from business school (laughs) randomly enough
2: strike the survey that's a bad idea
1: strike the survey
2: i have a friend who's so peeved by this He has told me he's emailing our old college professor to have her give her ruling on (gasps) if this is a fact or an opinion. And I feel for this woman. Like, what must that be like for her?
1: This guy is like (laughs) tattletaling. I I I do not agree (laughs) with that. I'm telling on you. Poor (laughs) thing. I do not think that's acceptable. (laughs) You, whoever you are, (gasps) how dare you?
2: I agree. And that's a fact. (laughs) (laughs)
1: poor unfortunate souls in pain in need this one longing to be thinner that one wants to get the girl and do i help them yes indeed those poor unfortunate souls so sad so true they come flocking to my cauldron crying spells, Ursula, please, and I help them. Yes, I do. A few weeks ago, we wandered into the conversational land of bad guys that we thought should be good guys. And I remember that you, George, specifically said you thought Ursula from The Little Mermaid is an underdog, an actual good guy, misunderstood. Now, I'm pretty sure I ripped that to shreds. You- but-
2: <laughs> yes, you disagreed. Uh-huh. I didn't say good guy. I said she was a misunderstood miscreant, and I argued that she had a contract that Ariel violated and Uh thus does not deserve to be considered a villain as much as just a ruthless negotiator.
1: Though we did bring up the fact that she also sabotaged the contract on her own end on purpose with Flotsam and Jetsam because Ariel was fulfilling the contract and Ursula messed it up.
2: I would say that if Ursula was a politician, she could get away with that not being something she did.
1: Who thinks politicians aren't bad guys?
2: Okay, I I take that back.
1: Anyway, we decided after (laughs) all of this debate and hullabaloo that came up with this conversation that it would be fun to bring this back as a bit called Bad Guys That Should Be Good Guys. This week, we're going to be pitching our favorite bad guy that we think should be a good guy. And we're going to debate it amongst ourselves. And you guys, feel free to text and email and harass George if you disagree with him. Oh, no. <laughs> don't do that. He's apparently <laughs> out-targeting. <laughs> <laughs> George, who do you have?
2: First of all, not necessarily bad guys who want to be good guys, but misunderstood. And the first person I thought of was Jovert. From Les Mis. Ah,
1: yes. oh.
0: And I don't
2: love Jauvert. I'm not a fan of his. And I certainly don't want him to catch Jean Valjean. But he was just following the law. It is total BS that Jean Valjean spent 19 years in jail for stealing a loaf of bread. Yes. But severe flaws in the pre-French Revolution judicial system are not Jauvert's fault.
1: Okay. And well, I mean... <laughs> he's a legalistic guy. Who likes a legalistic person? Besides other legalistic people.
2: Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. But But I think you're right.
1: It's not his fault. That was his job. He's just going out there to catch this guy. What I don't like about him is that he made it a moral thing, and he completely missed the mark. I mean, Jean Valjean is trying to have bread for his family to survive, but he thinks that it was immoral for him to steal It just makes no sense.
2: He just had a very binary approach to the law. And while I disagree with Mm. his legal philosophy, I don't think that makes him quite villainous.
1: I think it would be hilarious Mm. for somebody to bring in a song in Les Mis called A Very Binary Approach (laughs) to the Law. (laughs) Is it A or is it B? Is it him or is it me? Is it right or is it wrong? I could see that. I'm actually going to tread those waters with you.
2: Okay. Who do you have?
1: I'm coming in hot today with the Phantom. Yes. Oh. Of the opera. Mm, Okay. I think you guys are going to. I think you guys may get in my corner for this one. This guy's a creepy stalker and that is absolutely not acceptable. But does he have access to mental health care or just health care in general? No. Does he have anyone in his life who can say, hey man, you're going a bit strong with Christine, maybe take it down and not like kidnapping. <laughs> he does not you know, have a wingman. Like, no, he's got no wingman. Not even he an imaginary have, one. He doesn't have Hitch telling him that his Q-tip dance should be thrown away. He's just sad, <laughs> alone, and misunderstood, all because of facial disfigurement. Wow. He's a victim. Villain? I
0: think not. Oh, wow. Hmm. Mind blown. That is I love a good cause and, and <laughs> you do. Yeah. You are our sage mage. You love people. Yeah. Uh, you get me when you say the whole healthcare thing. Cause healthcare is a real problem and it's not accessible to everyone. Also being made to feel lonely because of things that you cannot help in your appearance. It's tough, but at the end of the day, I do come back to, I also don't think you should have kidnapped
1: this girl. Kid. No, he <laughs> certainly
2: know, should not have done that.
1: That's There's a lot of overreactions
2: to circumstances, <laughs> but you can understand where they're coming from. Alex, right. yes. Alex, who are you standing for today?
0: I root for Scar from the Lion King. Oh, okay. Ooh, wow. I really need to hear this I, argument because yeah. I, I don't know out. what you're going to say. <laughs> now hear me out. I think TikTok, I think the internet, Instagram for helping me realize this. What if we thought about it? Now, you know, I love causes and consciousness. What if Scar was really a lion of the people and Mufasa was the colonizer of the lions? Now, hear me out. In the animal kingdom, I know we think that lions are on the top. Of the animal kingdom, and they rule the land. But if we're thinking of this as like Disney movies and how Disney movies apply to our lives, as we all do, this is just like any old body coming in and like ruling the land and saying anything the light touches is ours, but anything else that isn't, like, forget them. And here's Scar, just like any other civil rights leader that we look up to, coming in swooping in to say hey the hyenas have rights too wait a second i got to stop hyenas here. <laughs> <wrong>. <laughs> the hyenas let's look at the way
1: the pride was run when scar got injured. that
2: is true he's a bad leader but but that doesn't mean but,
0: he's wrong but is he a bad leader because he's a bad leader or because he was left with minimal resources to distribute amongst the rest of the hyenas And therefore became a corrupt leader because the glorified king of kings, Mufasa, out here strutting along with his beautiful lion wife, Sarati, and beautiful little Simba, and is out here trying to convince the people that they deserve this land. But what if we don't know the story of how that land was acquired by Mufasa and said other lions? Mm. So you Mm. think it's acceptable for him to
1: come in and ruin all these lions' lives instead of making it great for everyone?
0: Like (laughs) another misunderstood villain, Killmonger, while I don't always agree with their methods, I do understand the cause for their fight. I think all
1: he wanted was for the lions to collect food for the hyenas, and then when Simba comes back, the resources are back. How does he, that happen? Guys, he killed his
2: brother and tried to kill the little baby, too.
0: Because <laughs> they were trying to, like, ghost the hyenas. Like, no, he did not. The hyenas. The hyenas. He did, did not, not care about those
1: hyenas. Yeah. They were his slave. He did not care one ounce he, about those hyenas. You know,
0: he was a voice to the voiceless. He no.
2: came in you're standing alone here.
0: Yeah, you're
1: alone on he, this one. And I care about the voice. This is
0: not that. I will send you the TikToks that have I, shown me the light. Okay, we'll link Scar, to a couple of them. The civil rights leader. That I'm, I'm going to show you the movie again. <laughs> I'm just saying, put star out there with all your favorites. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Don <laughs> okay, No uh, way. Martin Luther King was way better than Scar.
2: That I is just saying. only Alex's I opinion. It does not reflect... Alex
0: does not I necessarily reflect the views of the community. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I gotta speak to the black community to not provoke my card. Uh, I am good. I am too white for my character.
1: <laughs> oh... Alex, thank you. That was a complete blast. Thank you, George. (laughs) Today, we are going to play a game. It's a little game I like to call True or False.
2: Okay. You can do the game. Okay. No trick questions about roller coasters, please.
1: The game is exactly what it sounds like. True or false? I will read a statement, and George and Alex, you have to tell me if it's true or false. You ready? Yeah. Yes. True or false? A sneeze is faster than an eye blink.
0: True. False.
1: The answer is true. I had no (laughs) idea. I can't believe it. (laughs) I can see that, though. Okay, Eh. true or false? Fingernails grow faster than hair.
2: Ooh.
0: False. True.
1: Oh, Alex, dang it. You are incorrect. And George is again I'm always. That's awesome. in- George the answer is false. Hair grows faster than fingernails, but Alex, I'm in your corner. Here's another one. Olympic gold medals are made of silver. False. True. It is true. Olympic Yay! medals are made of ninety two point five percent silver, but they have to contain a minimum of 6 grams of 24-karat gold. Lame, right? Yeah, I know. I mean, what? Well, it kind of ruins kinda it
2: for you. How right? is nothing real in this world?
1: Nothing. But listen to this. The bronze metals are apparently made of copper, zinc, tin. Let me say that again. Tin and a small amount of
2: silver. Do you know how much work these people put into oh, this? Lady. I would rather eat this- chocolate.
1: This is what your global community thinks about you third-placers. You get some tin.
2: Here's some tin from a can.
1: You're lucky it's not just
2: cardboard colored with Crayola.
1: Yeah, exactly. That might have been a step up from tin. Okay, true or false, a shrimp's heart is in its head.
0: True. Mm, I am going to say true.
1: You are both correct. It is true. Okay, giraffes say moo.
2: God, that's so random. I want to say false. True. I'm gonna say true because it's so
1: random. It
0: is so random. I don't like this. Oh no. Okay, I'm just gonna say false. It's, it's true. I had no idea. Oh my God. And
1: bizarrely, there's a children's book my son reads called Giraffes Can't Dance, and Jack always thinks it's a cow and moose, and I've been correcting him saying, Son, giraffes don't say moo. So imagine my horror when I read this and was like, Oh my gosh.
2: You owe him an apology.
1: I certainly do. I'm going to wake him up after this and just let him yeah. know.
2: Jeff, Jeff, wake up, wake, wake up, wake son.
1: up. Snoopy from Peanuts or Charlie Brown is yellow in Brazil.
2: Again, so Uh-oh. random. I have to say <laughs>
1: true. False. Alex is correct. Snoopy is white okay. everywhere with the black um, little patches. Okay. okay. Last... Oh,
2: what a random question. You just tricked <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Last but not least, like we have a White House for our president, there is a Green House for the president in Argentina. True or false? False. Yeah, false. Correct on both counts. There's a Pink House in Argentina. (laughs) (laughs) Even better, a Pink House. Oh, and that concludes our game of true or false. I wasn't keeping score. I was just playing the game. But I'm pretty sure George won because I think that I remember thinking, dang it, eight million times. <laughs> That's so mean. I know. It's just because <laughs> he rubs it in when he wins. Am I right, Alex?
0: I am staying out of this. <laughs> She's staying out. Yeah, this is a good no,
2: idea. So just because I'm kind of a staying. terrible person, you don't want me to win our little game.
0: <laughs> exactly. All right. Well,
1: thanks for playing.
2: Okay, we are back again this week with one-star reviews. This is where we dig up reviews for services, restaurants, experiences that other people have found to be one-star or poor and report on them. This week, we are presenting one-star reviews from medical offices. Abigail, what did you find when you were looking this up?
1: I found some pretty horrific things. I started to get a little sad going through a lot of these oh, no. uh, bad reviews, but I will say I started laughing at a couple. Alana C. from Atlanta, Georgia, says this about Emory Medical Hospital. This is the worst hospital system I've ever experienced. Nobody cares. A nurse pretended to be a doctor and (laughs) gave me the wrong diagnosis. I was given the runaround by multiple people, hours wasted, incredible amounts of bureaucracy and red tape. To have my x-ray read for a broken foot, it took days. The front desk staff are incredibly rude at nearly every location. They delight in your pain. I never write reviews, but this system is just so full of so much incompetence that I simply don't have the words to express my disappointment. I'm considering moving out of Georgia purely due to the incredibly incompetent healthcare. I will not be surprised if I die due to their incompetence. Oh my God. <laughs> nobody cares. Literally nobody cares. That truly sums up. Unless they are front desk people, in which case they care to make you feel hopeless
0: and delight <laughs> in making you feel that way. <laughs>
2: Oh, and wow. That, that hilarious. <laughs> wow. She has. I really hope experience. Alana doesn't
1: die. I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm ho- wishing I'm you for the best you, Alana.
2: That's got to suck. That's awful. I want
1: to know more about this nurse pretending to be a doctor. I actually read this on multiple reviews from different people mm-hmm. who went to Emory that were from different places. And they all had similar stories that there was a nurse pretending to be a doctor. This is a problem. What's going
0: on here with these nurses masquerading as doctors? (laughs) They need to fix this quick. My review is less of a formal review, but a story of a doctor in West Palm Beach who was pretending to be a doctor. Now, this story is from around 2016. And at the time, there was an 18-year-old man that officials had arrested for posing as a doctor and running his own doctor's office. Wait a and, minute, 18? Yes. How he long was, was this 18. going on Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Who can't tell an 18-year-old? He was posing as a 25-year-old. I guess <laughs> he was giving advice that seemed to make sense. But then someone reported him and tipped off the Florida Department of Health Thankfully. to file a cease and desist notice around October of 2016 for this young man whose last name was Love Robinson for practicing medicine without a license. Wait, and a minute. did he have a staff
1: working for him? <laughs> this 18 year old <laughs> is charading as a doctor and has
0: front desk I mean, people and nurses?
1: That he is a great question.
0: As a well-rounded professional, I would hope that includes having staff.
1: Think about how that, impressive that, that. that is. Okay, that's wrong. But
0: also, I'm wildly
1: impressed by this guy.
0: What an entrepreneur. It, <laughs> he, he said he utilized physiological, psychological, and mechanical methods to treat his patients. But he was arrested back in 2016 and... A lot of people seem to pretend to be doctors, and I don't think people will review that. <laughs> I would have no. given
1: anything to read some reviews from people. Yeah, from I only. know. I bet they're all great. Like, this is the most competent Best doctor, doctor ever. I've ever met. So mature. Yeah. So wise. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Beyond his
1: years.
0: Beyond I'll, his years, truly. I'll do some more research to see what reviews I can find on his specific former practice. I was just intrigued by the story. But yes, I'll do that research. Again.
1: Perfect.
2: I looked up my own dentist's office.
1: (gasps) You could have ruined a good relationship. Don't you worry, (laughs) because
2: this relationship has been ruined. I don't give reviews, but if I did, I'd also give them a zero-star review. I found a one-star review from a guy named Thomas. It said... Hello, my name is Thomas. Had an appointment to take out extractions. My insurance will only cover seven extractions, but they took out nine, leaving me to pay the $245. I asked them not to bill me until the next year, or at least not (laughs) to take out those teeth until next year, so my insurance would pay for it, but no, Uh they took it upon themselves to take out the two extra damn teeth.
1: (laughs) The first part I can understand laughing at. I asked him, "Just don't build me till next year." Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm laughing, but when he actually asked him, "Don't take out those two teeth," and y'all took them out anyway, I ain't paying for that. I yeah, asked I'm you him. not I'm to. That I am totally with Thomas.
2: Yeah, okay? I <laughs> asked you not to take. Those I teeth.
1: said no
0: specifically for those two teeth. They're Thomas on your own no. dime. Thomas knew that budget. Thomas did not need them going outside of the budget. I'm with Thomas. I'm with Thomas. Yeah, hashtag
1: I'm with
2: Thomas. Yeah. Then there's a one-star review by a guy named John and it simply says they know what they did.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh, can we know that? I (laughs) I know, right? I love John. (laughs) I'm not even going to freaking
1: say it. You know. My name's John. Just for context, John. John. Wow. That's great.
0: Oh gosh.
2: Speaking of a one-star medical experience, the other day I kind of had an incident at the vet, and I'm no longer welcome there.
1: What? <laughs> it's your dog? George. I
2: presume the dog is welcome. <laughs> But Chris, but my husband, will have to take him in the future.
1: Wow. Oh, how, how does I Chris feel about know.
2: that? Chris is annoyed, but right. thinks the situation is mildly hilarious and that I was also wrong.
1: <laughs> Spoken like a true spouse, man. They're never in our corner.
2: No, never. no. That's the guys. <laughs> I thought that I would write a little script version of what happened okay. and we'd read it. And then y'all can tell me if you think I was wrong. Okay, great. I love it. Let's do it. Alexandria, I'm going to ask you to read the narrator, the stage directions, and also the role of woman. Okay. And Abigail, there's two people I interacted with. There was the receptionist and the office manager. So I'm going to ask you to read both of them and I'll read for George.
0: You got it. Interior vet's office morning. George cheerfully enters the vet's office with Tucker, his adorable, albeit floppy, basset hound in tow.
2: Good morning. Good morning. This is Tucker. He has an 8 a.m. dentist appointment.
1: Ah, uh, yes, Tucker. He's here for surgery. No, just the cleaning. I understand, but he has to go under anesthesia, so we classify it as a surgery.
2: Oh, okay.
0: I
1: just need you to complete these forms and sign on the bottom.
0: George reviews the documents carefully. It all seems standard, except one line that reads, I do not hold the vet or the staff responsible if my pet refuses to eat, attempts to escape, or dies. George thinks for a second, he's certainly not agreeing to that. He strikes out or dies, writes in, except in cases of negligence or death and Signs it at the bottom. (laughs) In the meantime, the door opens and a tall, lanky elderly woman enters, dragging behind her large poodle that looks just like her. Hi, this is Daisy. She's a little scared right now. Oh my God, the poor thing is trembling. Daisy quietly quakes with her stubby tail between her legs as George hands the paperwork back to the receptionist.
2: Here you go.
1: Okay, thank you. Oh, um, hold on. You have to sign this as is. You can't change it.
2: Yeah, I'm not giving you permission to kill my dog.
1: (laughs) We're not going to kill him.
2: Okay, good. Then we don't have to worry about it.
0: She doesn't know what to think. She pops her head into the adjacent room looking for help. He refuses to sign it. The office manager is immediately furious. She burst out of her office, red-faced, and with a hairdo that looks like Sia's wig if it was made out of broom <laughs>
1: Okay, here I come, office manager. Sir, no, <clears throat> you have to sign this form as is, no changes. Yeah,
2: I'm not doing that. I'm not giving you permission to kill my dog. He's just getting his teeth cleaned.
1: You have to sign it.
2: Are you not confident that you can clean a dog's teeth without killing
1: him? Yes, we are.
2: How many dogs have died getting their teeth cleaned here?
1: I'm not answering that. The answer should be zero. Sir, we are not going to kill your dog, but you have to sign the form as is. We don't allow anyone to change the form. It's our policy.
2: Yeah, well, it's my policy not to sign forms when I know it's not true. Because you can bet your ass I'm holding you responsible if you kill my dog. <laughs>
1: Sir, That's right. I'm going to have to ask you to leave.
2: No wonder Daisy's freaking out. She's scared she's going to die here.
0: Don't talk to her. Leave now. George shouts back something that we would have to bleep and storms out to the parking lot. Tucker, meanwhile, is grinning stupidly, totally unaware that George just saved his life. Just saved his life! (laughs) Oh my gosh,
1: George, that's brilliant. Wow, that office manager's kind of (laughs) scary.
0: She did not care for me. No, I'm already scared. (laughs) I'm torn. First of all, this is funny boots, George. You know, I do understand those disclaimers when you read the disclaimers, you're like, hold on, wait a second. Nobody yeah. said anything about me leaving with a purple nipple. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Listen, I had to sign a form recently for a counselor that I was going to. It was the first time as an adult I actually read the fine print, and there was a part of it that said, if I get called to court for any reason on your behalf, you have to pay me $250 an hour oh, for my God. all of the time that it costs me to prep for your case. You have to pay for my gas to and from and my time. And I was like, okay, hold on, what? So I'm marching right. in there and I'm like, listen girl, what? is the situation that you could get legally called in that I have to pay
0: for this crap. I'm
1: thinking, how can people even subpoena you to talk? There's like a client relationship. I think I made her feel really uncomfortable,
0: but I was like, I am not signing that. Exactly. You should have crossed that right out. (laughs) That would have been well within your right. It's the 21st century, and we're all overthinkers. Totally. We are all overthinking these things. I need a support system going into a doctor's office, anything where I have to sign paperwork, give me my personal counselor. That's (laughs) all I think. Give me somebody to talk to who I can
1: negotiate with. Mm. Who's the contract negotiator? You're telling me that maybe I have to have this service done, but if I want to have this service done, I have to agree to sell you my soul in the event that XYZ happens. What? Power to the people. Not acceptable. We need a contract negotiator.
2: Yes. Bring an attorney the next time you go for a dentist.
0: appointment. (laughs)
1: Exactly, and exactly. that about sums it up. I love it. Thank you for writing that, George. It was well worth our time.
0: I must call out all the fast in your stage direction and your opinions about uh, said. <laughs> Good job, George. I love it. That I is a
2: it. perfect description of the people I encountered that day.
1: I'm sure you feel that way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a nice
1: oh, opinion.
2: Her hair looked like Sia's wig made out of a broom. That's a that's,
1: fact. That's a fantastic descriptor (laughs) (laughs) because I immediately see it and the straw look of it. It's like there's one or two going in the wrong direction and they're bristly and they've got dust at the so end of them. Bad. It was distracting
2: because she comes out and she's shouting and shaking the paper and I'm looking at her hair going, what is going on with your hair? are like, I can't like, even be scared of you right now because
1: what's happening with your hair?
2: Ma'am, 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 this isn't about me. This is about what your stylist did to you. And Don't take out your stylist on me. Oh my gosh.
1: Hurt people hurt people. I'm going to start there. I know that. I'm cracking up. But just because you You didn't have a contract negotiator when you went in to get your hair and you're stuck with it. Doesn't mean I shouldn't get to negotiate my terms. Exactly. Thank
2: you. Phenomenal. Well, this has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boynton, who edits the show.
1: Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane.
2: If you enjoy the show, please review, like, subscribe, and share it with a friend. We're available on every podcast service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and Pandora. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com if you have something nice to say. And find us on Facebook (laughs) and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week.
1: See you next time. Bye.